Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lay Bear podcast, an audio experience designed to decode leadership and inspire action. Being a forward-thinking leader and game changer, you've tuned in to discover pragmatic tips and hints on leadership from the very best leaders. Each episode is dedicated to sharing pragmatic stories from the field and more importantly, real examples of what successful leaders are actually doing to deliver at pace. With so much to share, let's hand over to your host, Graham Wilson. Well, I'm really excited to welcome today's guest leader. Leadership for me is really about making a positive impact on the world. You do that by being you, being collaborative and being impactful. Well, today's guest absolutely lives up to this and more. A former project finance lawyer turned serial entrepreneur, business mentor and charity founder. They're a transformational leader and business mentor to thousands of women who have created their own businesses across the world and helps women create more impact and income through creating their own love legacy. She's the founder of Blossom and Berry, which is a global organization teaching the power of love and connection for families. And she has a network of over a thousand teachers across the world and four international branches. She's also established her own charitable project to give back to vulnerable mothers and babies in poverty. So today I'm delighted to welcome Gail Berry. Welcome, Gail. What a pleasure. Wow. What an, what an intro. I've got something to do. <laughs> I'm like, wow, she sounds really cool. <laughs> How fantastic that. So it's really, really great to welcome you today. And I guess the, the way this will work, really, I, I, it's all about lessons from the field. So it's really about getting your insights and ideas about what you think is working you know, now and in the future. So the first question, perhaps for listeners, is perhaps gives a little bit of a, uh, sort of an overview, really, of your leadership journey so far. Okay, this is this is a great question because actually, Graham, it was you that helped me to actually identify myself as a leader. Because I think this is something that perhaps when you are an entrepreneur and you start your business, you're so busy sort of doing the admin and doing all of the jobs that you kind of don't see yourself as a leader, but ultimately you are. You know, from the moment you step up into that creating position, you become the leader and it is why business you know embodies your values it's your mission it's your passion it's your purpose that's that is leadership um and i used to think that leaders you could only be a leader if you actually had a team as in you know you had people that you had team meetings with and you had departments and things like that and then you very kindly reflected back to me that actually (laughs) leadership is is actually what you embody um as a person so my leadership journey officially started when i met you um, but I think I was probably Fantastic. doing it before then. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think really it's something where um, I have a definite purpose on the planet. I definitely believe that there's a reason for me being here. And I'm very clear in that. And um, in everything that I do, no matter what hat I'm wearing, I'm always embodying my highest values, which is um, love and connection, mm. community and contribution. And when I um, stand in that power, I seem to be able to, you know, manifest amazing things, call in the right people and create an incredible community, which is having lots of impact in the world. So, yeah. In you made a, a really fascinating point there you know, about a lot of people thinking that leadership is all about the position they're in. You know, they're, they're a CEO or a senior leader or on the board of directors and 
yeah, they've got the chair with the arms on, so they're really important and <laughs> things like that. And it's so true, isn't it? We're we're led into probably from our education, really, in terms of you know that's what a leader is. It's that senior person, and I guess you know from families as well, and you know the hierarchy and things like that. But but really, we're all leaders, aren't we? And and it's about you know your your values, and and you said there about living you know, your life from from love and the core values that you you have, and and that's what really makes the impact, isn't it, on the world? And for me, it's about how how you do make that impact and how you do make a positive impact on people's lives for, for the good. I know you do a lot of that. What what have been your biggest leadership lessons so far? I'm sure there'll be many more to come, but so far, what, what have been the, the standout lessons for you? Well, I've got one very particular one that I'd love to share because it's very relevant now because obviously we're recording this at the time of COVID-19, aren't yeah. we? So, yeah. um, for those who might not be listening right now. Um, but for me, um, being a leader is getting out of your own way. So it's going from the me to the we. Um, and so for me, before COVID-19 came along, I was, um, you know, I was talking about my values. I was calling in my people. I was embodying what I wanted to see in the world. But the, the gift of COVID-19 was suddenly I realised that there was this incredible opportunity to share and serve. And that's what I talk about a lot is, you know, it's, the business is a relational, not transactional. It's not sales, it's service. And so that opportunity um, to really help people, I just got out of my own way. I was like, why do I keep saying in my head, oh, I can't do this or I'm not capable or this, that and the other. It's like there's a genuine need out there. Something needs, you know, people need my help. So I'm just going to step up. And, and when I did, like miraculous things just happened. You know, I was able to help. 100, 100 I've helped over 100 women in free mentorship calls I've done masterclasses I have had the two best months in my business because I pivoted my business to create products and programs which exactly met the needs of my community because I actually asked them rather than carrying on with what I was mm. doing I just thought stop connect yeah ask the questions create what's needed and then you know show up and and serve and lead and um so for me the biggest lesson i would say is to always go from the me to the we and to 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 go from your head you know i'm going to say this go from your head into your heart oh, absolutely <laughs> it's so true isn't it and i think you made a really important uh, point there and, and i think uh, you know certainly when i'm coaching senior leaders it's amazing how many people have this imposter syndrome this fear that I'm going to be found out, you know, what happens if I'm found out? But actually what you've said there is if you get out your way and really believe, you know, in your purpose and, and what you're there to do uh, and then live your values. And that's that's really what you're in control of. And, you know, set the goals, set the values, set your purpose. And then it's amazing then, isn't it, what what things happen and, and what you can achieve. And, you know, getting that balance around between your 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 head, your heart and your gut is is so important. I know you do that, do that really, really well. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's the essence. Isn't it? Leadership really is about about being you, uh, yeah. and bringing that. And you mentioned there also about you know the the I to we about that collaboration. You know, we we talk about leadership legacy. We'll talk about it a bit later on, but we always talk about that. You know, being being yourself, but being collaborative and being impactful. And that lesson really summarizes that. I mean, I wonder how many people out there are getting in their own way and stopping themselves from from being really really successful. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my my main sort of um, mantra is, you know, like if if I believe that as humans we're here to do two things, one is to relieve pain and suffering, and the other is to bring more joy and happiness. 
Mm. And that's what I try to live every single day. And I, whenever again, you know, I get back into my head and I think, oh, you know, but I, I can't do this. I don't have the resources. I need to have a, this, I need to have this course. I need to have this qualification. I'm just like, you know, if I know something that can help somebody else by sharing and I can relieve pain and suffering and bring boy joy and happiness, that's, that's the, that's mm. the reason why human beings are here ultimately yeah. in my opinion and that gives you a great sense of fulfillment um yeah. which in turn gives you more energy more motivation and determination to navigate you know the more tricky parts um fantastic yeah there's um the guy a philosopher called peter kostenbaum who talks about the potential for greatness and he talks about four things around ethics so being being of service having a a compelling vision and be able to articulate that yeah having the courage to implement yeah, and then they're not operating from reality. So what you just described there was, in essence, yeah, all his thinking in a in a few words, which is fantastic. Yeah, getting out there and doing it. What? Well, yeah, I know you've put lots of global teams together, and you mainly mainly work with mums, don't you, with the business you've got? But um, obviously, you've you've set cultural teams up, different cultures. You worked um, over Malawi as well. What what is it that you look for in in a leader? Um, alignment really in terms of my like my global business partners and also the, the two my um, two co-founders of my charity for me it's just a, the alignment of the values that just mm. makes everything easy and um, you know helps everything flow and also I think you know um, a good work ethic as well because you know let's not pretend that you know you can't you can't just think this stuff off into reality you know intention yes 100% energy of course you have to be excited but it is consistent and persistent action so yeah. I think that if one of those is missing if, if you don't if you're if um, you know your fellow partners or leaders don't have the same intention as you the same vision if they're not as excited as you uh, and if they're not showing up in the same way as you you won't get the um, you know synchronized impact that you can so mm -hmm. that's, that's mm -hmm. what I tell it for. Absolutely. I think that's a great I think it's amazing how many organizations will look for you know, a, a subject matter expert, won't they? Their skill sets, but not actually look at the, the softer side and the value side. And I know a lot do uh, and a lot, lot actually spend a lot of time doing that. But I think you've mentioned a good point there is it's got to it's got to fit, hasn't it? Really? You still you still want that diversity, don't you? You still want that that difference. But you want that hard, you know, that work, work ethic, the value, the vision, the shared purpose. Yeah, I think it's really, really important. Mm. Absolutely. In terms of leadership, what would you say if, if there was like, I don't know, one thing, I always find these questions really hard <laughs> because like several things I want to say, but what would you say the most important thing is for, for leadership? That is hard. Um, I think for me, it is self-belief. Right. I would say, you know, like if you as the leader don't believe that it's possible, it's pretty hard to um, activate the mm mission and also give your community the confidence to trust you and to follow you so mm. I, that i think confidence and self-belief is the foundation of yeah. um you know leadership and that comes from really truly getting up close and personal and knowing yourself um, yeah. and you know remembering who you are and not being frightened to you know use your voice and embody your values in what you do and um i think you know you it's courageous to be a leader um Absolutely. But it's not for everybody you know yeah. and um i also actually like being in a team so yeah. i 
so interestingly i i'm i'm a really good team player as well mm. but there's certain things that you know i i talk about creating a manifesto for your business so all the things that you know activate you your you and either you want to see in the world or you don't mm. want to see in the world um having the confidence and voice to talk about those things i think is important yeah absolutely Good point there, isn't it, about you know, working in a team, but also leading a team. I think one of the things that I certainly learned from the military is around shared leadership roles. You know, the person who's got the information or skills should be in charge. So it's not about being a leader all the time. There's a, a wonderful video we share about uh, when uh, geese fly south and they they form that, you know, that V formation. Uh, and what they do is they have a, you know, the, the lead goose that, that actually then they rotate around and they share the, the workload. So I think that's that's important that you know as a leader it's about also being comfortable to be able to switch into working a team more than always being in charge and I think that's a a big asset definitely. Yeah, I think whatever position you're in it's about just doing you the best that you can mm. do in that particular role. Um, yeah. and also that's about like not having an ego as well as Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned about confidence. Do you think um do you think we spend enough time? I know you work a lot with babies and, and young children. And do you think we do enough um, to be able to build people's confidence and self-esteem? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, absolutely Straight answer. Not. Fundamentally not. I mean, you know, when we teach children through the educational system to follow the rules and um you know we don't encourage disruption do we we don't encourage really in schools that much innovation um and so you know that but that is the school system so i think you know one of the things that's important to me as a mother for my children is to uh, live my life as a as a lesson to them I mean, that what you can achieve and that there is no path and that you can start life as a corporate finance lawyer and then yeah. and have a baby when you're 26 and then you can start your own business and then you can set up a charity and you yeah. can pretty much go and do whatever you want if it means something to you. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like if it doesn't have meaning, yeah. then I believe that um you know that's where we feel unfulfilled so for my kids I'm like just do your best at school you know like get all of the benefits out of mm -hmm. education not everyone has access to education we're very lucky but yeah. you know also make sure that it has me you know, all your subjects have some sort of meaning to you yeah absolutely I think that that purpose is so important do you, do you think I mean, from a leadership point of view do you think um I see that a lot in organizations where I'll go in I'll talk to them and say so um tell me what your purpose is and and not many can really articulate it well and that's you know from a, a senior leadership point of view and I think that's so true at school I certainly felt that when I was at school I I survived school I you know my mom was a teacher as well so I had to do well um and I, I'm good at memorizing things so in my day in O levels you could just remember it and just pass the exams uh, and it wasn't until I joined the military, I realized that there's a purpose to things and a purpose for learning things. And suddenly you realize actually what you can achieve. So yeah. so how how do you how do you get that purpose across? Because I know you do that really well in what you do. How, what's your your tips around making sure because lots of companies when they'll have a big conference and go, this is our purpose. Uh, this is our vision and strategy. And then then you hear nothing and it's back to hitting KPIs and all that sort of stuff. But what do yeah. you do? What do you do to keep that purpose alive? That's a really good question because I do really activate my community to to be in alignment with this. Um, yeah. 
I think I'm very clear, like I have a mission statement. So yeah. um, in essence, what I do as a job is I teach people to teach baby massage and yoga to parents by setting up their own business. That doesn't sound too sexy, to be honest. So yeah. I realised the actual real thing that I was doing, the real problem I was solving is the mental health epidemic that we have in the world. Wow. Um, and that comes from uh, children not receiving love and not having connection and bonding and attachment in the first 1001 days of life. Wow. Now, I do with um, yeah. baby massage is I provide yeah. a tool that enables parents to create connection, which gives children babies um, good mental health, which they then uh, develop and, and and use for things like emotional resilience, yeah. and emotional intelligence, which actually cre uh, you know um, prevents mental health problems later on in life. So yeah. you know when you actually peel it all down to everything, everything starts with love. Everything starts with connection. Everything starts with being seen, heard, like that's what human beings need. That's the foundation yeah. of our um yeah. said social, emotional and mental health. Yeah. So what I do is I don't teach baby massage and yoga. I teach love. And wow. um, you know, I'm I'm creating better mental health for the, the, the world um with my work. And when I realised that piece I got a totally different kind of vibe going through my community because, yeah. of course, everyone wants to love the world forward. Everyone wants to teach love. Everyone wants to sell, sell yeah. um, you know, solve mental health problems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just framing it that this is one or one of the tools, not the only tool, but yeah. a tool that you can use in that process. We certainly need a lot more of that. We're certainly with you today at the moment. Look at what's happening over in the states with all the riots, things like that, and yeah, all this this um, challenge with the virus as well. So certainly then. I guess what what I was thinking and what I was feeling was that you know you're you're teaching parents really aren't you how to lead? Yeah, I am. Yeah. How to how to lead with love, yeah. uh, and I think that that is is foundational stuff, isn't it? And, you know, if you can if you think about it, if 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 every every parent you know knew how to lead effectively and build confidence in their in their their baby their children to uh, make sure that they are curious when they grow up and caring. How amazing would that be for the world? You know, that would that's yeah. a massive, massive impact. That is what we teach. I mean, in, in essence, you know, we teach the importance of responsive care. And yeah. that is now being adopted by, you know, UNICEF, the World Bank, you know, people yeah. are starting to realise that the economic output of countries comes from people and what mm. happens to people is the early experiences of life so rather than trying to fix the problem here where we've got yeah. mental health problems why not work at the beginning in the first 1001 days of life which is conception to two so yeah. that you know even when you're born you're already reaching your uh, human potential you know mm. because um, what happens to you during that time can really affect your wealth your health and your educational mm. output so yeah. you know the world is taking notice they you know yeah. there is a shift even in you know economic development policy around this so like i say when i say i teach baby massage and yoga i get a lot of eye rolling and people yeah. think, oh, <laughs> you know like they try and escape me in dinner parties or you know yeah. <laughs> oh god she's a bit strange and then I explain what it is I actually do yeah and, and people are like wow you know that is actually yeah. really really amazing so absolutely. yeah absolutely um, it's incredible isn't it and the difference you're making so I guess what you're saying is really sort of to to really embed the purpose you've got to you've got to lead from the front you've got to you've got to be there first you've yeah. got to really believe in it and and I wonder how many corporate leaders are out there who don't really believe in in the purpose of their organization and they're trying to lead as best they can but um got that heart connection in there so it's really difficult isn't it to you're operating from a different um intent aren't you in terms of what you're doing 
And I think yeah. if we can if we can create that as a leader, uh, it's really important. And, and that whole confidence piece. Now we talk about leadership about about the ability of a leader to uh, awaken the possibility in people to deliver extraordinary results. And that's really our role, isn't it? Around how how do we nurture people? How do we help them to grow? And I guess that's what you do with your your team members, but also with the the people you teach, don't you? The you know, the, the the parents that you teach, you're building their confidence to to be able to deliver great results. That's ultimately what we're doing with babies. Yeah. To be honest, is we're creating future leaders by giving yeah. them emotional intelligence yeah. you know, right at the beginning. Because as I said, you know, all humans need to be seen, heard, feel like they belong yeah. and they're accepted. Yeah. Once you have self-esteem, self-worth, yeah. you know, that enables you to reach your full potential. So, Absolutely. you know, it's multi, multifaceted, which is why I'm going to be doing this for a very long time. Oh, exactly. I don't have any intention <laughs> of giving this stuff up. So <laughs> well, it'd, be, it'd be really fascinating once you do like a long-term study, study to see, yeah. you know, the, the the babies you've worked with the parents you've worked with and then it's a bit like those programs they do where they they take people all the way through their school don't they to to what they're doing in, in future life and to see what what impact that really has and i think you're right i think i've certainly you know with, with my children try to you know, as much as i can bring them up to be confident to be caring and curious i think if you can do that and compassionate then 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 they're going to have more success in life aren't they i think that's such an important thing and i guess that's the same with people aren't we you know, if, if i'm a a leader within a business that's what i should be doing with my my team as well is to to build a confidence thing but i see a lot of managers do the complete opposite don't they with those dreaded appraisals and and you know picking out faults and all that sort of stuff yeah, yeah i think definitely. the key word is um the key word i would use around my style of leadership for everything is nurture yeah so you know like nurturing the best out of your people you know nurturing nurturing babies nurturing parents so that they mm. feel supported so they can nurture babies i nurture my teachers so they can nurture yeah. more babies and you know like i work with coaches and mentors so that i nurture myself so yeah. the the self-care piece the nurture piece the, the, the piece that everything starts with you i think mm. is something that maybe in bigger corporations there you know that's not there's not that investment yeah. in in truly truly nurturing what 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 not the standard you know corporate self care pack <laughs> but you know genuinely asking questions about what do you, what do you need to feel supported um, yeah. and actually responding to that. It's interesting because a lot of sort of work about wellness isn't now well being in organisations, but that's that's down to a lot of the way they've been led up to now. That people have been so stressed <laughs> the way they've been led and managed. And I guess I'm going to next time I go and work with a corporate gal, I'm going to ask them or the board of directors. I'm going to say, so um, where's your nurturing KPI? Do you, <laughs> do you have a do you have a, a measurement around nurturing? Do you, do you is it part of your leadership model or whatever? But it's so true, though, isn't it? Because that's what you're doing with your children, isn't it? And it's, it's what we should be doing yeah, with with our teams as well. We talk a, a lot about um, leadership legacy, don't we? And I know we've we've got a charity project we're looking to kickstart. We're stored a little bit because of the situation at the moment. But certainly next year, we're looking to, to go out to Malawi, aren't we, and make a big impact out there with, with a great uh, group of leaders. What what would you say your your le leadership legacy is? Ooh, wow. Well, I like to think that, you know, I have 
loved the world forward um definitely like every single day um you know I have teachers going out teaching love to parents and babies and as I said you know when parents are supported and loved and nurtured they love and support babies who then grow with love and interact with their peers with love which ultimately makes up our communities and societies and that's how we love the world forward so I really feel I know actually it's not that I feel I know that I make an impact every single day and um that was my dream you know when because I had the calling and I thought how much can I do on my own you know sitting in my front room teaching maybe a hundred mums a year Mm. um, that wasn't enough for me so created a business model where I taught right. people to teach and then that's rippled out across the world so that that's that my my le- my leadership legacy is that I taught love wow fantastic what what a thing to be remembered for absolutely <laughs> what an impact and the impact you have as well through that I mean a lot of leadership really is about how you then translate and work backwards from that isn't it if, that, if that's going to be my legacy what are, what are my rituals and routines and ways of working that that actually can achieve that? So what what would you, what advice would you give to a, a new leader in terms of ways of working? What what sort of routines can you get into that's going to help them to be successful? Do you think? Um, so number one would be to be authentic um, in yourself. Yeah. So always unlearn, you know, always be in a state of unlearning. Yeah. Uh, always be humble and always be ready to you know to invest in yourself mm. because that's you know you 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 are at the front as you said so that's really important and I think you know for me um consistent and persistent you know show you've got to keep showing up you've got to be visible um you know and in time like with recording this in COVID-19 you know like I really showed up for my guys like within 12 hours I was like this is how we get all our classes online this is how we keep so mums and babies like my mantra was we are not turning off the love supply you know love is needed even more um so like let's do this guys and people were like I don't understand technology I can't do this I can't do that but you know I was there every step of the way one step ahead just saying follow me I'll show you the way and we did it you know I think I think that um you know the authenticity investing in yourself and always learning and then just just showing up is really important so leading from the front really i guess i would describe that and and nurturing i guess is what you described as well there wasn't it yeah yeah and and it's about i guess i think for me leadership is situational and and, you you saw a challenge there for your for your team for your business and and you stepped up yeah many leaders step back back, don't they and and you know wonder what's happened whereas what you did is step step forward made a decision got a solution and supported and nurtured your team to implement that which is which is what we can that's all we can do as leaders isn't it really and certainly in the unknown is, is we got to take a step-by-step approach yeah and there were some amazing stories you know people who there's one teacher who had her classes in newcastle and yeah. she got her classes on zoom and suddenly she was teaching someone in um texas wow. and she's absolutely made up she was like yeah. you know whatever happens with COVID-19 I can't believe that I actually had this opportunity to reach out and teach someone on the other side of the world and and they were in in the group so you know there's there's always a gift in there and now and now a lot of my teachers are seeing their audience as global um I've tried to really frame that for them that you know um you can you know this is a this is mental health is a global epidemic it's not just local so we can do what we can wherever yeah, it's amazing how that how that can be a catalyst, can't it, for change and that realization that there are better ways of doing it. So that's really good, definitely. Yeah, and, um, 
on that yeah. note, actually, Graham, just something I would like to say is that one of the things that I would definitely say to anyone who's listening um, from my experience of leading now is to really, um, you know, really audit your entire business and start like pivoting and future proofing. And, you know, yeah. I, I have to, I have really changed my business model um, because now the world knows, for example, that you can do most things online. You know, yeah. I've been teaching online for over 10 years. Some people are a little bit frightened of of doing that whereas now we know you know you can do it on your phone you can do it anywhere so yeah. if you don't um respond to the fact that people now want information in different ways and people's mindsets have changed you you can get left behind so i found i found i think it's brilliant like it's given yeah. <laughs> the opportunity to completely restructure my business model and do something different yeah absolutely i think that that whole adaptability and innovation is so important, isn't it? Well, you mentioned there about you know, virtual working online now. What what tips would you give? Yeah, you know, a couple of tips, top tips for virtual leadership. What would what would they be? Uh, well, again, I well, I mainly communicate with my guys through uh, um, uh, through Facebook. So yeah. I have regular slots. I appear every single week. Um, I make sure that you know if people tag want me, they tag me in, and I get back to them within 24 hours. If I can't do that, I also have um, other team members, like my other um, yeah. guys, or my business partners, will also take days to cover so we can support all of our teachers if it's busy. Yeah. Um, because the thing with virtual working is that you know people do want everything like right yeah. now so immediate you know like whereas if you've got a meeting a physical meeting that you can prepare for you know people will leave it until the meeting to ask you but if you can just literally put a question on yeah. your phone you tend to get yeah. lots and lots of questions so yeah. boundaries around um you know when you are available and when you're not available as a leader is important otherwise yeah. because we're on our phones so much you can end up feeling overwhelmed and you don't have that work-life yeah. balance yeah i think when when teams are co-located it's easy isn't it really teams to set up and the ways of working just happen and you have a conversation so i guess virtually what you're saying there is you've got to be really disciplined haven't you to set up those rules of engagement and yeah. spend some time saying about you know how are we going to communicate what are the processes when can we be in contact when can't we i know a lot of people get impression like some people you know they, they'll work quite late at night won't they and they'll send emails out and some people then think oh my god i need to respond to those straight away when actually they're just offloading them and they don't need a response straight away tomorrow is okay so it's those sort of things that where we need to absolutely agree that yeah. yeah definitely so how would how would people get in contact with you what what would be I mean, there's some really great insights there and around about love. Yeah. I guess what you're saying in leadership is love, aren't you, really? That's what you, that's I, what you I, really say. Yeah, you, you, you knew I was going to say that. Yeah, I mean, you know, lead, lead with love is... Lead with love, yeah. Anything. I mean, you know, and also the, the other thing is, you know, I really have discovered in COVID-19 that I am for the many. You know, my joy, my highest joy comes from empowering others to then empower others. And I very much believe in, in the ripple effect, you know, and that's not everybody. You know, there's the other way of like, you know, you can you can mentor and... Uh, coach and support leaders who then lead but for me I like I'm a real grassroots girl you know and that's yeah. so shows up in what we do in Malawi so yeah so if you want to find out more about what I do um I am a love legacy um coach and mentor and that's uh is my website is iamgailberry.com and then my business my global international teacher training business is blossom and berry 
and then my charity is Love Support Unite and if you're feeling really adventurous you can check out Love Specs as well which is our um, charity fundraising product that we use to raise money around the world for our sustainable development projects in Malawi. So as you can see by the titles <laughs> of everything yeah. I do love is pretty much in every word so you know I live it breathe it talk it embody it, it I am it I am love basically <laughs> fantastic there's a, a fantastic musician a guy called Benjamin Zander and he talks about about leadership and, and he talks about the power of music and how that connects and one of the things he talks about is you know you got it right when you got shiny eyes yeah when you connect with people you you're that passion and purpose and I've got shiny eyes listening to you <laughs> in terms of what you do. So, so it's been really great. We'll put all the links uh, in the in the in the website somewhere, you know, with the, with the video. Uh, and uh, it's been really fascinating to speak to you. I think there's some great insights there, isn't it, around really getting the mindset right. You know, you can't lead others unless you can lead yourself first. So, getting yourself right. Um, getting that work ethic in there, getting your purpose and passion in place, and really you know, getting out your own way, you know, removing your ego and going out there and being you. And I know you do that, and you do that really well because you've created an incredible business. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. A big thank you for listening to the Leadership Laid Bear podcast with me, Graham Wilson. For more information on our guest leader and to find out how we can support you, check out the links in the description and look out for our next leadership podcast. Remember, leadership is all about taking action. Make sure you connect and apply the lessons learned. Have fun and bye for now.